2: What's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you are here. Happy Tuesday, episode 144. Gonna recap the U.S. Open because, guys, there was a lot going on this past weekend in Las Vegas, dozens of different tournaments um most notably the U17 or cadet world team trials also had the U20 or the junior national championships also had the senior national championships the actual open national championships had a bunch of others kind of in and around there too senior women's national championships senior greco roman um the World Team Trials events had Freestyle and Greco. Junior and U-20s had Freestyle and Greco. A bunch of Masters tournaments going on. Also had the U-15. There was a High School Girls Wrestling Showcase event out there. Um, a Futures event going on out there. Lots of wrestling to take in. Um, you know, hindsight's 2020, 20 but um, not a fan of the fact that everything was kind of all slammed together. I remember last year, Um, you know, we kind of went to, I was able to, I was fortunate enough, I guess, to go to all the different, um, you know, events last year, like the cadet world team trials. I was up in the Wisconsin Dells. Um, the junior world team trials were just down the road in Coralville. All the senior level events were kind of separated. Um, you know, even all the all the women's stuff were kind of on their own weekend, and they still are um, this upcoming weekend, all the the women's national championships like the cadet Junior, U23 world team trials, all that stuff's gonna be down in Texas. Um, yeah, so having it all in the same building was just kind of a headache, not gonna lie. And I wasn't even in Las Vegas, which probably played a role into why my brain was so mushy by the end of the weekend. Um, there was just a lot going on, right? Like the action started Wednesday. You had your, um, you know, your junior Greco-Roman national championships go, go Wednesday. And then the Greco-Roman cadet world team trials was that Thursday. Um, you know, Friday night, senior women's freestyle wrapped up Saturday night. You had senior level and junior level, uh, freestyle wrap up. And then, Saturday, you had Senior Greco and the Cadet Freestyle World Team Trials all wrap up. So it was just constant, nonstop. Maybe I'd have felt a little different if I was actually in the building. Um, Didn't get the opportunity to go, so I had to watch everything from home, Um, just like the rest of us. It would have been a lot of fun to be in the building just because of the amount of success of Iowa wrestlers, Um, you know, or wrestlers with Iowa ties. And that's kind of what we're going to get to today. Um, Kind of, I didn't want to touch on everything, but I wanted to see how much I could cover. And um, then at the end of the show, we got some interviews for you guys, courtesy of the folks at USA Wrestling. I was able to talk to a handful of the champs. But my thought here, today's show, um, listed out five big takeaways from the U.S. Open. Was trying to do as much all-encompassing as I possibly could. Um you know, to try and, you know, how many, how, how far can I, you know, if, if, I, if I just keep it to five thoughts or five quick takeaways, five observations, how far can that stretch me? And so I figured, um, you know, we're going to talk a lot about the high school stuff because that was kind of the marquee event, right? Or the marquee, um, you know, the, the largest interest, I suppose, when it came to the U.S. Open weekend. But um, – how about we start here? Um, five big takeaways from the U.S. Open. And I think the the first one that jumped off the page, we're going to kind of fan our way into the big stuff and then kind of circle our way back out. Um, but I, I right out of the gate, man, Iowa State, first big takeaway, Iowa State had a pretty strong showing at the U.S. Open. Um, four senior place winners, right? Marcus Coleman got to the finals at 86 kilos. Um, he was unseated. Um, You know, first freestyle competition for him in quite a long time, ends up getting to the U.S. Open Finals, a tremendous um, follow-up after becoming NCAA All-American, lost to Mark Hall in the Finals, but um, pretty big win over Nick Renan, and then he kind of cruised through the quarters in the semis. Um, in order to get to the finals. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, also kind of quietly at the same weight, Julian Broderson, another Cyclone, seventh place at 86 kilograms. I think his overall record was 3-2, and two, but um – You know, that's pretty impressive um, for the Cyclones to have two guys currently still in the college room, finish top eight at the U.S. Open, and both those guys have qualified for the World Team Trials as well, so that's pretty impressive. Um, Ian Parker, he was a runner-up at the Bill Farrell. Then he took third at the U.S. Open, 65 kilos, and then Sam Schuyler at heavyweight, eighth place. Um, You know, and then on top of that, like, that's just the senior level stuff. MJ Gatan from – at least that's how they pronounced it in the interview. It could be MJ Gatan – Um, Gaten, not a hundred percent sure. Probably should double check that before he gets to Ames, but he won the U 20 Greco national title. Um, he's really fun to watch. He was pretty impressive. Um, you know, he was a, a junior Greco champ in Fargo last summer. Um, Clearly, that doesn't impact his folk style too much. Tremendous folk style. Wrestler as well. Top 20 overall recruit in the 2022 class. A huge, huge late addition for the Cyclones and a large reason why they have the number two overall recruiting class nationally. Um, And then Panero Johnson. um, I think a lot of people maybe have uh, – kind of forgotten about Pinero, um, U20 freestyle national finals, I actually beat Hunter Garvin on his way there, um, at 70 kilos, Pinero, um, he was part of the 2021 signing class, if I remember this correctly off the top of my head, and then he deferred enrollment, so he had, he's been wrestling with the Cyclone Regional Training Center for the past year, he will officially join the program this upcoming year, along with Gayton. um, let me just call him MJ, that, that much we do know, right, um, so yeah, I just overall just kind of that, that kind of stuck out. A lot of, lot of firepower there for the Cyclones at the senior level, and then uh, MJ and Panero getting the job done um, at the U twenty level. So that stuck out. Second thing, second big takeaway, um, and I wrote about this a little bit too. But Iowa small colleges have kind of cornered the market on the states. Um, greco-roman presence right um looking at the you know whether it's the the, a lot of this happened at the senior level but there was also a a, a junior level uh jacason burks from iowa western u20 greco national champ at 55 kilos um believe he was a past cadet greco world teamer so not a surprise to see him continue to find success there but um senior greco-roman national championships you guys ready for this grandview had three on the podium ben provisor champ at 82 um, now a five-time senior national champ, um, Jack Irvian. I think I, I, I did not include him because I was not aware that he was wrestling for Grandview. Um, but he's you know, originally from Washington, took fourth at the senior open at 77 kilograms. He actually won five matches in the Russellbacks in order to reach the top four, so pretty impressive showing there. And then Justin McCunn from Red Oak. Um Seventh place at 77 kilos. Uh, Irvian actually beat McCunn on his way to fourth place. So a couple of Vikings there at the senior Greco Open. Loris College also had three representatives Brady Vogel, um, fourth place at 97 kilos. Guy Patrone, sixth place at 97 kilos. And then Eddie Smith. Eddie Smith and Guy Patron are current, uh, or not current, they are former Loras wrestlers. Eddie Smith, fifth place at 72 kilos. Brady Vogel, a current Hawk wrestler. Um, and then co college is Caleb Reeves, uh, D3 All American and heavyweight. He took fifth at the uh, Senior Greco, 130 kilograms. Um, yeah, just, you know, we spend a lot of time and space talking and writing about the, you know, the D1 programs and. Um, you know, Wartburg and Grandview get quite a bit of love. But it's, um, you know, it's kind of fun to see Iowa's smaller colleges finding a handful of success um, in the Greco-Roman stuff. You know, because when we think Iowa, we you know, I think maybe I think Greco, probably more at the high school level, um, you know, especially when it comes to, like, Fargo and, you know, Gable Porter made the cadet. Greco National uh, World Team Trials finals last summer. Um, Wyatt Volker won a Greco, Junior Greco National title last summer um we just don't see a ton of it at the uh you know at the senior level a ton of iowa a huge iowa presence i suppose on the greco-roman scene at the senior level um so it's kind of cool to see you know grandview loris co-college um you know jacason burks from iowa western they're they're kind of getting the job done in that regard there so really kind of cool to see them um, continue to blossom on that side also shout out to uh, grandview's aiden reeves central College's duncan lee and loris College's. uh Zeb Janita, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I should probably know that, right? He's from Solon. Um, They all did damage on the freestyle side, like Reeves and Lee, uh, top eight finishes in senior men's freestyle and they qualified for the World Team Trials. Uh, Zeb Janita stormed to the U-20 semifinals, um, put up 50-plus points his first four matches, um, ended up taking sixth, so he took the slide back, but got to the semis. Very impressive stuff. Um, big win over Clayton Olray, who's a pass world teamer. That kind of sparked his run. Um, just absolute point-scoring machine on the first day of the U-20 national tournament. So pretty fun there. Um, takeaway number three, um, and this is kind of the high school stuff. That was, you know, this, this was the highlight of the five days, right? It was the, you know, the kind of the U 20 world team trials, Greco and freestyle, um, also had a bunch of Iowa high schoolers, Russell in the U 20 division, um, no world teamer this year, at least at the cadet level, but still pretty strong performance. I thought overall from Iowa high schoolers at both the U 17 and the U 20 levels, right? Um, you know, I guess we can start with, you know, Nate Jessaroga was kind of the, the, the name that everybody was following going in, right? There were a couple others that I had in mind, um, and we'll touch on a few of them. But Nate Jessaroga was, the, you know, the returning world teamer, the returning world medalist, um, and he did not repeat as the World Team Trials champ at the U-17 or the cadet level. Um, still made the finals at the deepest weight in the tournament, right? Stormed through his first five matches by a combined 43-5. Um, that got him to Sunday night's finals there. He lost to Pennsylvania star Jax Forrest. Two matches to one, narrowly missed out on the World Team. I, I you know, The first thing that came to mind about Nate's performance is that this tournament's freaking hard, guys. Um, you know, he was actually one of two returning World Medalists that did not make this year's World Team. The other one was Bo Bassett. Um, also from Pennsylvania. He was a world champ last year and did not make the world team again this year. Losing, um, he got swept in the best of three finals by Luke Lilladol, who is, he's really good at wrestling. Um, yeah, you know, I just really hard tournament, um, really hard to win. A lot of Iowa's best high school wrestlers have come through that tournament and not want it. Um, you know, Nate Jessaroga's performance last year um, was historic in that way, right? I mean, he not only made the team and that he ended up going on to win a bronze medal, it solidified his stardom and it set a new bar for Iowa high school wrestling, right? Um, you know, it's just kind of a reminder that that bar is incredibly hard to clear, right? Um, you know, he still wrestled a fantastic tournament, right? 55 kilograms, um, probably the deepest bracket in the, uh, you know, U-17 World Team Trials field, um, right? Three pass national champs, 13 returning All-Americans. Jess Aroga, that's, that's not counting Jess Aroga who made the World Team last year, right? So he didn't go to Fargo for, you know, I guess at that point would have been the, for his sake, the, the Cadet National Championships. He still sliced through this bracket, right? 43 to five, he beat Mason Gibson, 6-1 in the quarters, uh, beat Kale in the uh, in the semifinals, who's a returning World Team Trials finalist. Um, you know, then he ran into Forrest and it happens, right? Like that's just, Forrest is really good, right? He was really good on those counters. I mean, Nate won the first match, 12-2. Forrest came back to win, um, you know, 11-10, um, hit some nice, uh, counters and rolls for exposures in the second match. And then the third match, it kind of, it came down to the wire and Forrest struck last, right? 4-4, won it on criteria. Um, you know, I, Nate's still one of the best to ever do it in Iowa high school wrestling, you know, currently one of the best, um, you know, wrestlers we've probably seen when it comes to Iowa high school wrestling. And, you know, he, I, he raised that bar with his performance last year and, you know, I don't think that bar is lowered at all. It's just, it's an incredibly hard bar to clear. That's kind of, you know, what it is. Um, still a very incredible performance, still a really strong tournament, just didn't quite end the way he wanted it to. And, Maybe the way that a lot of other people thought that it could end. Right. Um, you know, his performance still one of many notable performances from the U-17 World Team Trials. Right. From Iowa high school wrestlers um, specifically, I think they kind of show that there's still quite a bit of depth, quite a bit of talent when it comes to Iowa high school wrestling. Right. Um what comes to mind is Southeast Polk. Um, you know, they had Nate Jessaroga, Carter Pearson, Riker graf all really, really good performances this weekend, right? We talked about Nate, but uh, Carter Pearson, guy that I thought had a real, real, real good shot at making the world team. Um, ended up third, 45 kilos, about 99 pounds. Um You know, he only lost to the guy that made the world team, uh, Dominic Montoretto from Illinois. Uh, But Pearson, just a freshman, right? He beat two returning All-Americans and finished ahead of four others. Kind of cemented his spot as one of the nation's top young lightweights. Uh, Graff. Guy that was on the 16U National dual Team last year, returning Fargo All-American. Um, took fourth at 45 kilos in the U-17 Greco World Team Trials, right? Five and two overall. Um, won four in the Russell backs after a loss in the round of 16. So um, Iowa wrestlers struck out in, in the U-17 Greco World Team Trials. But Riker Graf led all the uh, place winners with fourth place finish, Um Thought he wrestled pretty well. Waverly Shell Rock had a pair of top five guys at the uh, U-17 Freestyle World Team Trials. McCray Haggerty, Jake Walker. McCray took third at 92 kilos, uh, went 5-1, and one, made the semis. And four of his five wins came over All-Americans, right? Like 55 kilos, Nate's weight might have been the deepest. Um, 92 wasn't very far behind, right? And, and McCray showed that, you know, he's one of those dudes at that weight, right? Four of his five wins over All-Americans, Um in the quarterfinals, had a big time fourteen to six win over Pennsylvania Sonny Sasso, who was in the uh, national finals last summer. Um, then he scored a first period fall over Florida Sawyer Bartle, um, who had actually beaten Haggerty at last year's sixteen national duels. Um, Walker took fifth at one hundred and ten kilos, still probably a little undersized for that weight. That's about two forty. Um, you know, he's he's a returning sixteen u national finalist. He's a returning force. Um, you know, at this weight and one of the best currently in Iowa high school wrestling. Cale Peterson from Greene County, two-time state champ, finally had his breakthrough performance on the national stage, right? Um, he also wrestled at 55 kilos. He was on the opposite side of Jess Aroga. He went 5-2, and two, made the semifinals, ultimately finished fourth. Um, notched three wins over returning All-Americans and a fourth over Arizona's Adrian Meza, who was a 2021 freestyle national champ. Thought it was really impressed uh, to finally see him break through. Matthew Beam, a state finalist from Glenwood, sixth place at the U-17 Greco World Team Trials at 60 kilos. Um, he also won four Russellback matches. His frontside loss came to Missouri's Zan Fugit, 7-6, um, to six, fugit ultimately made the world team and that was actually his closest match so real impressed by matthew beam there from glenwood um those are kind of the highlights at the u17 level the u20 level obviously you start with ben keeter right um you know iowa city high's otherworldly do everything athlete future iowa hawkeye wrestler and football player um won a U-20 Men's Freestyle National title at 97 kilos, went 3-0, he beat the guys that took 4th, 3rd, and 2nd place by a combined 24-3 um, beat North Carolina recruit Noah Pettigrew in Saturday's finals 4-3, to um, and by doing this Keeter advances straight to the best of three finals at the U-20 World Team Trials that's early June in Ohio he'll face whoever wins the challenge tournament that weekend for a spot on the U-20 Men's Freestyle World Team, not a guarantee that Keeter makes the World Team, but sitting in the best of three finals is a tremendous 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 advantage in 2019 the last time usa wrestling used a two-step process for the uh, u20 world team six of the 10 weights were won by wrestlers sitting in the best of three finals in 2018 seven of the 10 spots were won by wrestlers who waited in the finals so ben really really good position there might screw up his uh his baseball season and his uh maybe preseason football workouts if he decides um to go ahead and make the u20 world team right um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Hunter Garvin, Iowa City West, um, another senior headed to Stanford. The rare double All-American honors at the U-20 National Tournament. Second in Greco-Roman and then fourth in men's freestyle. In Greco, he wrestled 67 kilos and freestyle wrestled 70 kilos. Um, about a 7-pound weight difference there, but he went and combined 10 and 3 between both competitions and showed that you know if he decides to go after the U-20 World Team Trials in June, he's going to be a major factor at that competition. Wyatt Voker from West Delaware. Shout 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 out to Eastern Iowa. Lots of great performances from them this weekend. Um, West Delaware, future UNI Panther. He also earned the rare double All-American finish at U-20. um, Seventh in freestyle, sixth in Greco-Roman. His final record, seven and five, doesn't look impressive, but all five losses came to guys who took fifth or better in those competitions. Showed he's going to transition nicely to collegiate competition. Um, Jackson DeWald from Westwood and Sloan. He made the finals in U-20 Greco. Colby Franklin, a future Hawkeye. He went six and one for third at 92 kilos. He avenged uh, his only loss... Came to an old Pennsylvania rival, Caden Rogers. Um, He lost 11-6 in the quarters. Came back to beat Rogers 4-0 in the third place match. And I don't want to forget these guys either. U15 National Championships also took place this weekend. And a pair of Iowa high schoolers, Bettendorf State champ T.J. Kester, Don Bosco State medalist Kyler Kanak, they earned double All-American honors. Kester took fourth in both Freestyle and Greco. Kanak took sixth in Freestyle, third in Greco. Ended on a pretty high note on Sunday. Um, That was a long thought. But that was another thought takeaway, whatever you want to call it. Um, pretty good performance overall from Iowa high schoolers at the uh, at the U.S. Open festivities. Um, fourth big takeaway: Iowa women's wrestling team is bringing in a big time hammer in Nanea Estrella. Estrella won the senior women's freestyle national title at 59 kilograms. She went three and zero, outscored her opponents thirty to three. And in the finals, she beat Zochi uh, Pettis 9-3 to to win the freestyle national title. Estrella is a future Hawkeye women's wrestler. She announced her plans to transfer to Iowa from NAI's Menlo College. She was an NAI national finalist this past season and she'll be able to take her redshirt year in Iowa City with head coach Clarissa Chun in the Iowa Hawkeyes. As of now, Estrella will be the oldest member of the Iowa women's wrestling program. The rest are all currently um, high school seniors. Um, the roster has now had 10 members. Um, Estrella is... She's the only one that's really got any collegiate experience, right? Um, the other nine high school seniors, they're elite-level high school seniors, right? We know the names. Uh, Kylie Welker, Reese Laramendi, Nyla Valencia, the Gonzalez twins, Sam Calkins, Bettendorf's own Ella Schmidt, on and on and on. And by recruiting these high-level women's wrestlers, uh, combined with the long and storied history of the men's wrestling program, expectations for Chun and her program have skyrocketed to the point that many um, have expected Iowa, the Iowa women's team to not only win wi- right away, but to win big and decisively for a long, long time. Those expectations only grew um, with Estrella's success this weekend. Winning the U.S. Open is not easy, and she flat-out dominated. Um, Clarissa's getting a bona fide star with this transfer and a de facto leader of what will still be a very young Hawkeye team when they start competing two years from now. Also, shout-out to South Winnipeg's own Felicity Taylor. She was also a U.S. Open champion at 53 kilograms. Felicity went from unseeded to first place, recording two pins to reach the Finals and then a 14 to 3 technical fall in the finals over Alyssa Lampy, who's a two time world bronze medalist um felicity was down 3-0 scored a takedown locked up a leg lace and that was all she wrote her first senior level national title she has won many big matches over the years 100 career high school victories a junior national title a collegiate national title for mckendry a spot on the u23 world team a few years ago and now she's a senior level national champ she's only 21 too guys she's gonna be around for a long long time at this level um final big takeaway From the U.S. Open events, if you're still listening to me ramble, the future of Iowa high school wrestling looks really, really bright, you guys. I mentioned the U15 National Championships. Um... But I wanted to touch on a couple other wrestlers just real quick. Um, We don't normally write or talk much about Iowa wrestlers until they hit the high school level. Just normally my rule, if I start covering middle school wrestling, it opens up a can of worms that I frankly don't want to deal with. I normally save any words about the super talented 8th graders for Fargo when they go to the 16U National Championships. I did it with Drake Ayala. I did it with Carter Fausick. I did it with Justin Avila, Riker Graf last summer, all that. But there were two that wrestled this past weekend that caught my attention. One was Jake Knight a future Bettendorf wrestler and the son of Bettendorf head coach, Dan Knight. I've been watching Jake for a few years now, but he wrestled really well this weekend at the U 17 world team trials, took sixth F 48 kilos, um, he's a kid that's got the potential to make a lot of noise this summer as a youngster. Um, that's a name I think you guys are going to want to remember. The other, I know I tweeted about it, um, Dreshawn Ross, future Fort Dodge wrestler. He swept both the Freestyle and Greco titles in the U15 division. He was the uh, most outstanding wrestler of the U15 Greco National Tournament. Between both competitions, he went to combined 6-0, and he outscored his opponents 59-2. He's a big dude, won both titles at 85 kilograms, about 187 pounds. He is the future, you guys. Dreshawn Ross, remember that name. Uh, remember both of those names. I think those both guys can make a lot of noise this summer. Um, and not just this summer, but into the future as well when it comes to Iowa High School wrestling. Dreshawn Ross, Jake Knight, keep an eye out for those two. Okay, those were my maybe not so quick thoughts, but those are kind of the five big picture takeaways that I took from the US Open. Um, You know, especially after taking a day to kind of relax and review and figure out what in the world actually happened this weekend. What does it all mean? Um, the rest of the show um, got a handful of interviews from this past weekend thanks to the help of USA wrestling we got some sound from each of the US Open champs or at least the ones with Iowa ties this is the order I've put them in Ben Keeter U20 men's freestyle champ Nanea Estrella the senior women's freestyle national champ future Hawkeye Felicity Taylor another senior women's freestyle champ Ben Provisor now a five-time senior Greco champ MJ Gatan at least that's how he pronounced it in the interview junior Greco champ and then Jacason Burks Another junior Greco champ. Not super long interviews, but I thought you guys might enjoy hearing from the champs after their title run. Let's go to them now. And junior nationalist
0: champ, talk a little bit about how you feel like you wrestled throughout this entire tournament. Yeah, I felt like I wrestled good. a last nice match, Pettigrew's short, stocky, hard to a different matchups, for with our bodies, so I just really wanted to focus on him and, him and getting where I was good, and he, he did a good job of staying stadium you familiar with him at all? No, we never wrestled, but I mean, I had a good game plan into it going into the match, so I think I still through it pretty well. Kind of rare, especially at an upweight like yourself, that a guy of your age is going to win UWW Juniors or U20s. Yeah. Does that affect like, your mindset? That's what I'm supposed to do. It, so. <laughs> I, know, I know the attitude, the expectation rather, at Siebel isn't just winning UWW Juniors. It's winning world medals. Talk a little bit about that. I, yeah, it's not only winning world medals. It's focusing on your performance. TJ TJ doesn't really care. If you win, obviously, once you win. But his biggest thing is performance and how, how you look out there. So That's, that's his biggest goal with us. And, Obviously, if you're focused on your performance and the things we do in there, if you're focused on your performance, winning will take care of itself. Thanks, oh, buddy. How excited are you to, to be a Hawkeye, play a little football, and yeah, wrestle points. too, man? So it's, uh, it's been a dream of mine since I was a little kid. And still doesn't feel real sometimes. But I'm just so excited. Not many people could say they're gonna do two sports at this yeah. one level. You talk about sort
3: of—I mean, what your what your plan is there? Yeah, what weight to I mean, wrestle mean, stuff like that. Oh yeah, I'm,
0: so I'm probably wrestle heavyweight. and For football, they want me at around like two forty-five, two fifty for a so I that's perfect for our so I figured all worked out, so I'm excited, I'm just going to take it day by day and see how it goes. This next year, what are you looking at the rest of the senior year of high school? What weight are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to heavyweight. I'm going to get to like 245 for football, so definitely heavyweight. Well, looking ahead for the rest of the summer, kind of how does how does training look, you know, peaking and stuff like that, or is it pretty much just... The whole way through. Yeah, so I mean, I'll take a little time off of this. I start baseball tomorrow, or Monday, so I'll take a little time off of a week or two. keep lifting and then just start baseball. And then once uh, junior trials come around, I'll start picking things up again. But I'm not really, like, in the—I can't grind here round. with my body. I'm, I just I do too, too much stuff for me to grind here. Now. I'm just not smart. So I'm to the point in my career where I know how my body feels and I know what I need to do and so do my coaches. So just right now doing the best thing for me. How do you keep it fun between the load of all the sports and counting out what is going on? I think the biggest thing with me is I just love competing. I mean, this, this is a great atmosphere. I love putting on a show for everybody. And I, I mean, I wish I could have scored a little bit more points and maybe, a little, bit, maybe a, little, uh, I mean, a little bit more fun to watch. But I mean, I just love competing. So that's why I do all these things. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add? Go Hawks. Yeah, Sid.
2: Yeah.
4: U, 59 kilo US Open Champion.
5: Yeah.
4: What was some of the work you did to put in or to get here?
5: You know, honestly, it was a lot of hard work. I was practicing with Elena Martinez and Logan Vita Barajas and all the Menlo people, the Menlo squad. They really showed me up and helped me prepare for this moment. I'm really grateful for every single one of them.
1: What were the keys in that match,
5: Bill? The keys in that match? It was staying in good position keeping head position and keeping the pressure on her just like my coach Caden Ramos said you gotta stay ahead in the game, you gotta keep the pressure on, hey, nobody called. can stop me if
4: I do that. And you guys had previously wrestled, the last time you guys wrestled was at Women Nationals I think? That where was you both. Year ago. Yeah you both won a match. It was one and one, yeah. Yeah so uh, did, you, did that have any um, effect on your strategy going into that
5: match? It definitely did, I had a little bit of thought going into would probably happen at this tournament. So I have been just not even filming, you know, as any athlete would do, just so I could prepare for it. And I noticed that she was a way different wrestler. She was a way better wrestler than she was a year ago. So I kept that in mind. She was a great opponent to have, every single time I wrestle her. I know it's going to be a scrap.
6: What does a performance like this
1: do for you moving forward?
5: It, honestly, it just gives me more confidence. I have World Team Trials coming up, and performance like this, it gives me stuff to improve on, because nobody can wrestle a perfect match, but it allows me to have
2: a lot of things to yeah. oh, yeah. so work. Oh, me and my, my coach again, we were climbing on it, we were like, good win. like
5: I didn't even know, I didn't necessarily not thinking too much of myself, and then once I made it to the finals, he was like, well, we're gonna go go big so, so I'm knocking out of the park. <laughs> right. I just wanted to say thank you to Spartan for sponsoring me with my singlets this tournament. I'm so entirely grateful for everybody and my support system and everybody. I love you guys. Well great job. Thank you so much.
4: once you got on top? um, I just knew uh, once I got on top it's game over. I, we, we at McKintree practice half a lot. Sam uh, says that change matches and game, it does. It's down by three. I knew if I could get on top the match was over. That was my mindset going into that match.
1: Felicity, what kind of step is this in your career?
4: It's huge. I've been waiting for this. Um, my mindset and kind of the way I was, it was training wasn't the best up until this year. I actually took like, first semester off because I was student teaching so I was just working one-on-one with my coach Gabby and that really made me fall in love with the sport again and I think it really turned that point of my career, took to me to the next step.
7: What all needed to change along
4: those um, lines? I just feel like I wasn't really in love with the sport, like I was doing it because I was winning and stuff like that but I really needed to learn to fall in love with the sport instead of just I think kind of taking a, a step back and away from what like, the team has to focus more on what I needed to do and um, what steps I needed to change in my life uh, to go up from there.
7: How has uh, the training
2: situation in the
4: last year mm-hmm. or, 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 or weeks the coaching? Yeah, so uh, Sam's uh, still coaching us, our assistant coach Gabby uh, 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 yeah, uh, Nothing's really changed. We've just been in the room practicing. And, you know, we really did stand out for nationals. We kept the cleaners. I think that's also what helped me win that match. Just staying in good position at all times. I mean, I slipped up, gave up the takedown, but just having it in my Rest mind, memory mind memory um, but I could win at any time. Kind of a tactical, slow first
1: period. You know, before you broke it open.
4: other than my fireman's, so feeling that out and knowing my offense was actually there, uh, that, that was kind of what we talked about during the break is my offense was there, um, I'm being aggressive, and then I knew once I was on tap, that was kind of good. What are some of your new moves outside your fireman's that you've been favoring? Uh, I don't know if I should get those away, just kidding, but uh, I've really been working on my high crotches to both sides, so I feel really confident in that. Um, anything outside fireman's a single I've really just been working on everything both sides of the body because before I would kind of freeze up if I couldn't get that two on one I was like okay well what do I do now because that was my only takedown so just feeling comfortable in all positions I think is really what's gotten me to that next level all right well great job thank you, thank you.
1: here? Uh,
6: I definitely feel it was
1: a little bit of a last minute thing. I'm supposed to go to Pan Ams, misplaced my
6: passport. So now I had to weigh in here a few days before, uh, earlier than I thought. So the weight cut sort of sucked a little bit. Not getting seated I think uh, was interesting too. I had four matches yesterday. But when I look back at it now, I think uh, it's really nice to have those early morning matches and uh, get myself tired and then, you know, out here in wrestle hard. Why weren't you seated? Uh because of uh, the late entry. So it was like the a, deadline. Yeah, I, it was past the deadline, and I mean, it is what it is. I was, I'm honestly happy that I had to. I feel like fight through a little bit of adversity
1: and, uh, you know, win here. So, um, big key, you got two turns on top, right? Talk about how that, how
6: that's going for you. Yeah, I think uh, top and bottom is a, a real big key to me, and I don't think anybody in the US can turn me at any weight, and I don't think I, think I can turn everybody, so um, I'm gonna try my best, and I'm gonna keep getting better in parts here. You know, I'm thankful that Grandview has a has a Greco coach there. I've been learning a lot from Milan. He's a Serbian Greco coach, and just the things he does, the techniques he shows is making me a lot better. So, trials in a few weeks, one focus getting ready for those uh just getting my weight down uh really getting my cardio tuned in the next few weeks and getting my weight to where i don't have to struggle to make it you good
1: congratulations, congratulations. thanks man here with mj gaitan just won the greco U20 Nationals, um, I talk about your day. Obviously, you ended up winning the gold medal, and uh, th- how do you feel you wrestled? What kind of things were working for you?
7: Yeah, first off, I like to give all glory to God, but today, I was coming out here just trying to stay in good position. Sometimes I do feel myself reaching too much, and, and the earlier matches got thrown a couple times, so learning from that, just stay patient like I did in the finals match. No, nothing crazy to win the match but I just got, uh, got the job done for sure.
1: But you must add some offense where you were able to get to your points. Talk
7: a little bit about what, what scoring maneuvers were going for you. Yeah, basically I would be very, very patient and wait for them to make a mistake. That's when I step into my body lock. That's when I get into my offensive uh, positions when, they, when they're making mistakes and they're coming after me. I find that little counter and then boom, throw. Up. So
1: this uh, event, it
7: qualifies you for the world
1: trials, but there's a tour on it too, right? Yeah. So um, talk about what your goals are moving ahead with the Greco this year.
7: Yeah, definitely being on that world team was one of my big, big goals, and I'm glad I accomplished it. Now I'm gonna go wrestle the world team trials and best out of three and get get that win for sure.
1: Talk about who's been training with you, who's helped you get ready for this event.
7: Uh, My coach, Coach Childs, uh, a couple of us guys just going straight Greco, straight after folk style season, after after state, we go straight to Greco. So Coach Aaron Charles, he definitely was the main coach in Greco.
1: Well, you look great out there. Congratulations. know uh, we'll see you a little later this summer. Right? Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations,
3: man. Talk about your tournament today. Uh, I started off a little slow. Uh, first match of freestyle on Greco all summer. Been training strictly Greco. Uh, just for the fact that I come from a Greco club, so thought I'd show it today in the finals against my teammate Yeah, talk a little bit about that familiarity you and Caleb have. You guys know the same club, know each other well. Um, we're good friends. He was my best friend probably for like three, four years. So. I kind of just told him whoever wins wins and you know if he would have beat me i would have supported him and i know he's here supporting me and he'll come back and freestyle hopefully
1: yeah i mean this is a step towards making another world team. Right? I mean, you gotta
3: wrestle here and then wrestle again how how did wrestling in this tournament prepare you for the next step Uh, well, it gave me a little look at who I'm gonna have as competition in the junior side, as well as getting me prepared for my senior trials, which I'm already qualified for. So, if everything goes right, I could possibly go to final legs. So, we're trying it for it. Talk a little bit about the success that uh, MWC has had, especially in Greco. A couple years ago, you guys put a bunch in the Greco finals, sent you on the world team. Um, Here you are back at it again. Uh, you can't, I don't think there's anyone better than Zach Dominguez at Greco Coaching. Uh, even though he's never won a title, that still proves that there's people good enough to still succeed, no matter what place you get. So.
7: All right, education, thanks so much. you Congratulations,
3: man. Thank you.
2: That's all I've got today, you guys. Thanks a bunch for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin and on Instagram, Cody J. Goodwin. And of course, be sure to subscribe to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. You can find links to do all of that as well as stories and videos from this past week in the show notes. Thanks a bunch for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.